the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 106, and it's Friday, and I want to wish everyone a very happy Memorial Day weekend. And uh, also a very happy birthday to our friend Jeff Gamach. Birthday celebrating tomorrow, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, it's read by J. Kale Engineering. Now, listen, it's going to be a hot summer. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. J. Kale Engineering, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Let me ask you a question. How does central air sound? How about in your home that it's always... 70 degrees. How about a, a big news? Bernie Sanders, whenever he's traveling, he demands the hotel room is six degrees when he's sleeping. That's possible with JKL staying nice and cool this summer, saying it's going to be a very hot, humid summer. Estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Why not just call for a free quote? Estimates free. Financing is available. Highest rebates on the market. JKL Engineering, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. Uh, JKL Engineering, they do it right. They do it right the first time. I want to um, play for you that Kim Colony of Channel 12 did a sit down interview with Governor Dan McKee. And uh, let's uh, dip in uh, to this just uh, a little bit. We were able to bump it up a full week. So wherever we can take uh, the, uh, the flexibility, we're going to take it. But what metrics are you looking at? I mean, so many things are back to normal. Why continue to extend these emergency executive orders? What are the metrics? Well, I think the main thing is that we're, we want to make sure that we have, the, have options uh, in place. Uh, we're not using it. I haven't put a new executive order in. Uh, don't intend to. We're working a meeting weekly with the uh, Senate President and, and the Speaker, and we're we're working uh, through a normal course of action. There, we're not using an executive uh, privilege uh, in any way right now. So we'll just keep that in place, just in case we need it. Uh, that it's not hurting anything. And so, and, and, and we are signaling to the people in the state of Rhode Island that we're open. We're reopened, as you just said. We're going to be open for our schools. And a lot of positive energy. That's what I'm focused on, making sure the economy is open. Our schools are going to get reopened. And, and, uh, and we're taking care of state business as well on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, Governor Charlie Baker is putting in some legislation to try and extend things like outdoor dining um, or, you know, virtual public meetings. You mentioned that you're working with the Speaker and the Senate President. Why not do these things through a legislative process versus through extending executive orders? Yeah, so we're going to do it through the legislative process, and I'm encouraging uh, any of the avenues that were taken to help our small businesses in particular rate right, with outside dining and and other measures like that that uh, also lee you know I, I helped as lieutenant governor to make sure that the takeouts could include the beer and then also the mixed drinks we haven't had any real major problems with that we should continue doing that uh, and i expect that the general assembly will be passing those and i encourage the people on the municipal level as a former mayor i know that that's a local jurisdiction in many ways and encourage the municipalities to provide as much flexibility as we can uh, for our small businesses. Do you think we'll still be under a state of emergency come July? I don't know. We'll, we'll see where we are. I, like I said, I, that's not like the, 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 I'm not really fixated on that as other people are. I'm fixated on opening up the economy, get, making people safe, getting the vaccinations. Well, I can tell you we're not done with the vaccination effort. We'll be in Woonsocket next week, going to the high rises. We were at the Boys and Girls Club in Woonsocket last week. We'll be at the Boys and Girls Club in Newport shortly. So there's still an urgency, for, in my opinion, to get people vaccinated. Um, so I'm focused on those things, Ken. On the topic of vaccinations, um, states like Ohio offering some pretty unique incentives, a million dollar prize if you get vaccinated. Are you thinking about any incentives like that one? Well, we'll do what we need to do. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're about 20 points ahead on percentage basis than Ohio in terms of vaccination. So thank you to everybody in the state of Rhode Island for responding to the efforts and our municipal leaders and the, and the National Guard. Let's talk about that. And as well, along with FEMA, FEMA is having a little cookout, I think, at the dunk today because they're leaving the dunk today. So those are all positive signs. I, we'll, we'll, we'll do whatever, whatever we need to do as long as it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I want to get back to reopening. You said you want to send the message to the people of Rhode Island that the state is reopened, but you have faced some criticism for your handling of reopening the place where we're sitting, the, the state house. It didn't fully reopen. 
uh, when the rest of Rhode Island business restrictions, the majority of them, were lifted on Friday. Why did you make that decision, and why do you feel like it's safe for people to go into businesses without restrictions but not come to the State House, say, to testify on a bill? What's the difference there? So let's make it real clear on this issue. I mean, it's, uh, part of the criticism, obviously, was that we're entering to silly season, right, in terms of that. That's clear in terms of the Secretary of State, especially when we, we had a meeting with all, there's multiple offices in this building, right? There's the governor's office, the treasurer, the secretary of state, the speaker, the, uh, the, 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 the Senate, the House. We stopped the tape for we just brought a... them all together knowing that everybody had... Stop the tape just for a moment. So he's talking about Nellie Gobia right here. You know, I don't like that phrase, the silly season. It's campaigning. Langevin always does that, silly season. It's cliche. I think you need something a little bit better than that. But anyhow, that's what he's talking to. This is the first time that he mentions Gorbia. All right, let it continue. Again, this is Governor Dan McKee. Folks, good afternoon. It's one twelve on this Friday. He's on with uh, Kim Clooney at Channel 12. Different, uh, different type of strategy, right? The Senate has voted to stay out of session. The House is going to come back on June 1st. We know that. There wasn't any cut, you know, just across the board thing that you were going to dictate in. We took everybody in consideration, every, every general officer that's involved in this building. They met on May 18th. They decided what it would be. They decided they were going to do a, 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 a soft opening on June, June uh, 1st. And that's what we're doing. So, so you don't see any validity to the argument that, hey, you know, I can go into a bar without my mask on, without social distancing or a restaurant, but I can't come into the state house to testify in person on a piece of legislation that I'm passionate about. You, you don't see the validity of that argument? You think it's just political? Well, I think what it, I think that sort of, I think to the criticism from the Secretary of State was, but but the fact, especially when she knew, she was part of the conversation, right? I checked with my chief of staff. Everybody should have been checking with their chief of staff on that. No, I think it's a reflection on the Senate has a certain feeling that it's not safe for them to come back in here. There's reasons that they did it. I respect that. And I don't necessarily try to second guess, guess that. My, my responsibility here is to make it work uh, and in conjunction with the individuals that are in the building. So no, I, I, we're going to get there, and the, and, the, and the public understands that. They, they, the, the people of the state of Rhode Island are very pleased that we bumped up a full week on the opening last weekend, right? Uh, that was scheduled for March, uh, for May 28th. Uh, and so we're going to continue to do exactly what I've said over the last several weeks. We're going to have this incremental flexibility, and where we can uh, be more flexible, we will. And right now, we're, we're, we're a state that's fully open, and we're reflecting that in national uh, levels, right? That Moody's has got his range there's like sixth in the country to get back in, in terms of the economy pre-pandemic. We're number one in the Northeast right now. Our unemployment rate is shifting down at a higher percentage than virtually, I think, the top in the country right now in terms of our unemployment rate. So we've got a lot that's going in a really good way. I'm not going to focus on the nitpicking that goes on on these other issues when we're doing so well in terms of reopening our economy, we'll reopen our schools and, and, and take, you know, really take, work on the things that, that are the most important things for us. On the topic of the economy, you mentioned, I believe it was earlier this month, this idea of giving Rhode Islanders gift cards to use at local small businesses. Where does that idea stand right now? No, I think we're still working on that. I think we've got uh, close to, uh, I might understand, close to 4,500 approved uh, $5,000 grants. I got texts from two people who received them today, small businesses. So we're going to keep on working on that. We're going to see what we got left over on that $30 million that I was able to carry over uh, that was appropriated but never was uh, uh, actually uh, um, given out, you know, as expended. So we'll we'll keep on working on areas that make sense, uh, including what we did when we signed that bill for, in terms of the unemployment, uh, leading the country in terms of a strategy to support people to get back to work in a way where they can continue to have the benefit of $300. Uh, we're calling it the 401 work, and uh, that's going to be... Let me just stop it there, folks. And again, good afternoon. Um, this part I, I like a lot of business people, if you're a business person and you're listing, uh, the decision to do this, it's not being done by other governors, other governors, some of the governors, not all, but they're saying, no, we can't have this. You can't keep paying people to stay home. $300 extra a week, it's 1200 a month on top of state unemployment. People are just taking the summer off. It's hurting businesses. There are some restaurants no longer doing takeout. There's some restaurants aren't going to make it. There's some stores that they can't stay open. Because they don't have people to work. Um, this has been, cru- th- I'll tell you what's so brutal about this. 
is Rhode Island's unemployment is higher than the national average. And the reason is because they're paying people to stay home. Really successful model as well. So, yeah, so I, you know, the economy is opening up. We're happy about it. And we're going to do whatever we can continually. And we intend to invest more dollars in our economy and the reopening strategy. We're working with the House and Senate right now on a strategy of uh, using the, the funds that are in our bank account now. That's, that's good news for the people in the state. The $1.12 billion is wow. in our bank account right now and oh, we're starting to strategize boy. how to use that in the best way. And I think the first step that I'd like to see is a, an economic recovery portion of dollars at least during this summer, the summer months and then we can take up uh, the how we would spend the balance of that in the best interest of the state uh, either in the fall of the, of the House and Senate reconvene or when they reconvene in January. So the gift card idea might not happen until next legislative session? No, we're expecting to do something along those lines uh, this summer, and a voucher strategy or some strategy. We do. There are some very um, uh, complicated rules that you have to follow in the federal government side. Can I just stop the tape for a moment? Folks, at this point, if you don't have the vaccine, you don't have the vaccine. People are choosing not to get it. I don't know what to make of these contests and giving people and like, what, what do we, t- everything now has to be incentive. Notice that everything has to be incentive. You have to give it a special incentive to get people to go back to work. There has to be a better incentive to get the teachers to go back into the classroom. Now it's an incentive to, to get the vaccine. What, what exactly is happening here where everything has to be a bonus before anything is even done? Or listen, this is what's being offered. There's a vaccine for this. You want to get it, get it. Why does everything have to be this incentive? Folks, and where this is dangerous now at 118, good afternoon on this Friday, is people get used to that type of thing. And then when you just want to say, hey, we're offering a job, they say, well, what's my incentive? What's my bonus here? Why should I get that? Now they're probably offering, is that what it's going to be? Incentive for to get a flu shot. Incentive to go to the doctor. Incentive to maybe not drink as much. Incentive not to smoke so much. Incentive not to be obese. We're we're losing all sense of personal accountability. All right, it continues. This is Governor Dan McKee. Just, I think yesterday sat down with Channel 12. We don't want to, we want to make sure we follow those so we don't give any money back. Hold on, here we go. Give any money back to this back to the federal government. That's our money. They sent it to us. We sent it to them. They sent it back to us. Yeah, we should get to keep it. That's yes. great. I want to switch gears just a little bit. Uh, Rose Amoros, the head of the Office of Healthy Aging, she's facing a whistleblower lawsuit alleging that she tried to misappropriate some federal money and created a hostile work environment. Are you aware of this lawsuit and are you looking into these allegations? Yeah, currently, uh, certainly we take a, a approach regardless of it as a staff member, a director or employee, uh, you know, let's let's understand you're innocent until you're proven guilty. So allegations are allegations. We like Rose. I, she's been done a great job. I, I did work with her as lieutenant governor and the and the uh, long term health care council. And uh, she's done a, a great job there in terms of the work that she's done. So we're, we're, we're looking at it and we're talking to uh, the director about it. And we're not ignoring those things. And if, if there is some level of misconduct, we'll, we'll do it a deal it appropriately. But we're not going to jump to any conclusions. And the people in the state. Rhode Island shouldn't jump to any conclusions on that either. I want to ask some questions about the capital city. Um, Mayor Alorza wants to borrow up to $850 million oh, for the pension fund. God. But he needs state approval for that. If that bill lands on your desk, will you sign it? No. Well, I, uh, it depends on, on the no. condition. All the bills are no. landed on my desk. It depends how they arrive. No. That's a really, um, you know, that's a rolling of the dice. And the oh. people in the city should know and the people in the state should know. Uh, it hasn't happened too well in Woonsocket when they did that. They bought into a high market. I don't. This is a pretty high market that you're buying into right now. Yep. So I think you need no. to be really careful. Don't sign. Uh, it. We'll take a look at the details when they when it gets. If it, Good if answer, it gets but no. Desk. On the topic of Providence Public Schools, there's uh. been turmoil in an already troubled district in the past couple of weeks. You said last week that you still have confidence in the state's education commissioner. If you are elected governor, will you keep her on to see through the five-year turnaround plan? Good question. Well, again, everybody is, uh, I'm in that 100 days, 85 days, certainly making evaluations 100 days. But I've said publicly I'm, I support the commissioner. 
And my role is uh, in terms of the province schools has just shifted, as you just said, because of the turmoil that's happened with the superintendent and the assistant. They are both both no longer employed uh, in the in the province schools. Uh, the next appointments are going to be on, on my watch, right? So, they, you know, the last, those appointments were on the previous administration's watch. So we're going to, you know, I'm going to enter into that in a very, uh, very uh, intelligent, intelligent way. But clearly I'm going to be taking a, a, a strong uh, role in the, who's going to be leading that district. Uh, in the negotiations, too, we're going to take a strong role on that. We're, I think the, uh, the commissioner has said that she's not going to be in the room, and I, I suggested that several weeks ago. You shouldn't have a decision-maker in the negotiations, and we'll roll in uh, our staff in the governor's office to represent my, myself, the governor, and uh, the, uh, the Providence uh, and Ride in those negotiations uh, beginning next week. Have you heard from the commissioner, or maybe this is partially your decision as well, who the interim superintendent of Providence Schools will be? She told me yesterday they would likely decide that today. So we've had meetings, and I've had uh, my weekly, uh, bi-weekly, tri-weekly calls with the commissioner over the last few weeks, uh, and we continue to have that. We had a meeting in our office yesterday doing strategies on, on how we would proceed. Um, and well, I, I expect that uh, an interim will be uh, put in place uh, in the short order, and I and I know that we'll play a very significant role on who's going to be the superintendent. But I can tell you, it's going to be a public. It's, it's going to be. A, I've had experience on this as a mayor, and I've seen uh, good superintendent switches, and I've seen uh, superintendent switches that have left the public out of it. We'll have a way to make sure that we get good public input. Uh, I think that was one of the criticisms last time. Uh, this is going to be a superintendent, like I said, it's going to be under my watch. And under my watch, we we open up things. Uh, we are heading into Memorial Day weekend. It might be the most normal holiday weekend that we've had in some time. What's your advice to Rhode Islanders this holiday weekend? Well, the- All right. Well, I don't, I don't know. I was at the Garden Heroes yesterday. And- I don't know if we need advice. For- all, all due respect from um- from him, listen, I think the advice is everybody go out and enjoy themselves and try to spend some money and help small businesses and see as much family as you can. And again, I don't know exactly what his answer is, but I'm going to guess that that's possibly his answer. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now it is uh, 123. And um, a number of people that are open in different stores, and one of them is Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 benefit street is that john is that you john francis folks joining us on the line right now is the defender of the faith it is our friend john francis john francis we are heading into memorial day this is when a lot of people are uh, anxious to stop in and stock up and it sounds like you still have uh, john very good inventory uh yes uh, so as far as uh, firearms go uh i've I haven't been this uh, stocked with guns in uh, oh, well over a year. Wow! So I have I have a really good assortment of uh, AR type rifles. I have AK type rifles. I still have a pretty good assortment of uh, twelve gauge uh, defense guns, both pump and semi-auto. Um, I've got twenty-two rimfire guns. In fact, I just got a shipment of Ruger ten twenty-two rifles. Those are very popular. Um, I've got, you know, handguns, Glock, Smith & Wesson, Ruger. Um, I do have some SIG. I have another uh, another shipment of some more uh, SIG uh, pistols coming next week. And I just got another box in today. I haven't even had the chance to open it yet. What can you tell us about the uh, American Tactical, the uh, AR that I'm seeing that beautiful picture on your Facebook page, the rifle? So, uh, American Tactical is a manufacturer out of uh, South Carolina. Uh, they make a pretty good product, uh, especially for the budget-minded. This is a you know all aluminum alloy receiver. It's not the polymer one that they are normally known for. And this is brand new at six twenty-five and does come with a thirty-round magazine. Wow. It doesn't come with sights. It is optics ready, but it has all the necessary. Uh, Picatinny rail to put whatever uh, what, whatever site you want to put on there. Folks, we're speaking with John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Hey, you also got the new Springfield Armory Saint in. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about that? I do. I actually have two different versions of them. So I have the standard model, and I also have the upgraded Saint Victor, which has um, uh, an upgraded aluminum uh, rail with the mid-length gas system. Hmm. 
Boy, that Smith & Wesson, uh, the victory handgun, that's a beautiful... What can you tell me about yes. that pistol? Uh, so that's a very popular model from them. It's all stainless steel. Uh, it comes with uh, iron sights. It also comes with a scope rail. Should if you, you know, A lot of folks like to put the red dot scopes on there. So you just swap out the rail that's got the iron sights. You put the scope rail uh, for the uh, dot scope on there, and you're ready to go. And it comes with fi- not just standard si- uh, adjustable sights, but fiber optic sights. Wow. Now, John so Francis, those, you... When you're, especially in a, whether you're in a lit indoor range or outside, especially outside, the sunlight really makes those dots glow so you can pick up your sights pretty well. It seems like, John Francis, you have good inventory on... On weapons, it's really it's it's just a matter of the ammo right now. Uh, I'm not really sure why we're still seeing the shortages on ammo, especially with Remington uh, the Remington plant being up and running at full capacity for the, at least four weeks now. I would have thought we would have seen uh, uh, at least some injection of extra stuff into the system, but it, it's still not occurring. Folks, competition, shooting supplies, firearms, ammunition, accessories, plus you get the knowledge of the Defender of the Faith, Second Amendment Headquarters, John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. John Francis, what are your hours for today and tomorrow? Uh, today we're open uh, 10 to 6, tomorrow 9 to 430. Uh, have you, just, go right ahead. If I could just say one more thing. Yes. So uh, with all the recent uh, uh, gun violence events here in the state, especially with the gang shootout, in Providence a couple of weeks ago, which the local media still refuses to label a gang shootout. You're right. The uh, politicians up at the state house, especially the leadership, Speaker Shikachi, Senate President Ruggiero, are starting to get a lot of pressure from the anti-gun left to pass the magazine bans, uh. the assault weapons bans. So I would urge all your listeners, uh, you know, tell all your friends, tell your family, stop contacting uh, not only your reps and senators. But please contact Speaker Shikarchi and Senate President Ruggiero. Urge them to resist the urge to cave in to this progressive left because it's not going to, those bills are not going to stop the criminal element from breaking the law. It no. never will. Of the two gangs, one, one is John Francis, one is GMF, which is really guns, money, family. The other one is Lakeside. There's not one legal gun owner between the two gangs. There wasn't one legal gang owner, gun owner in that shootout. This isn't going to do anything. All you're doing is punishing, or they're trying to punish, the legal, law-abiding citizen gun owner. And that's all gun control has ever done. Yep. In that's- fact, gun control disproportionately affects the, mon- the minority communities and the low-income folks more than it does anybody else. Mm. Folks, again, stop in and see him this Friday and Saturday. John Francis, you're the defender of the faith. Keep up the good work and uh, enjoy Memorial Day weekend. You too, John. Thank you. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. My gun guy. Stop it and see him. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You know, he's exactly right. And then also, as many of you know, I call it gangs. <laughs> people get mad at me. I use the word gang so much. But that's what they are. They're not groups of people. Mayor Lorza, stop saying they're groups of people. Call them what they're, they're listen, they're gangs. They are gangs, for crying out loud. Stop calling them any. I think you, you're not helping anyone by misleading people and just trying to, you know, and how about even Alorza saying, well, the, the, the reason for the gun violence is because some people are hungry. Now, folks, you heard Governor McKee. Now, let's keep in mind the person he's going to be going against, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, and then she had this to say encouraging more people, illegals, to move into Rhode Island from Connecticut and Massachusetts, saying, I will take care of your family. Can we roll the tape on that? Here we go. In New England. Massachusetts, Connecticut. Move to Rhode Island. We'll take care of your family. If you move here, vote for me. Get everything for free. Plenty of room. 
See, I, I have a problem with that. And I may be alone with this. But no, I don't think, you know, and I, I get some of the email, how dare you say that? She has a right to invite some of these people in other New England states to come and live here. I, I disagree. If you want to invite people, they should uh, have a job. They should be able to self-support themselves, their family. We, we don't need more people to come here and collect services. Hey, folks, speaking of services, what if I told you I could get you a purple dumpster in your driveway? Well, I can. If you call Brothers Disposal, call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers, come on, brother, call Brother Roland. Brothers Disposal, maybe you're going to be doing a household construction project or you just want to get rid of some unwanted belongings. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. And they now offer weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. You know, it's so much easier if you're going to clean out basement, attic, so much. People just accumulate... I don't want to use the word junk, but just let's just say unwanted belongings, right? That's what we're talking about. So many people, an older relative passes away. They say, sure, I'll take, you know, Auntie M's tea set or Uncle Fred's whatever collection. And it, I hear from people, it's never left the box. They took it. It's in a box. It sits in the box. You know, once someone told, someone told me they, they had like these old pieces. That, and again, these are not worth anything, but they're just sitting in boxes, taking up space in the house for like 20 years. I said, throw it out. Call Brother Roland, Brother's Disposal. They will deliver a purple dumpster to your driveway. And it's so much easier when you start just cleaning out. My mother used to say, throw it out. Brother's Disposal. Call for a free estimate. 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Come on, brother. It's brother's disposal. I think it's uh, terrific that the U.S. Senate said enough of this foolishness. We are not going to have this uh, uh, January sixth commission. There's there's no um, there's no reason for it. It's it's ludicrous. And, 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 and what is also, folks, I can't believe the, you know, so they threw the, that guy out that had a sign last night at, at Yankee Stadium that said Trump won. So, I mean, I tweeted out, for what? People hold up signs all the time. What about, you know, Susie, will you marry me? And then they put it on the Jumbotron. Why can't this guy hold a sign? They threw him out of Yankee Stadium. And these people are going ballistic at me. <laughs> That tweet that I, I just saw it and I just put that it was already been liked 481 times. <laughs> Sheared 14 with 21 comments. That's that's pretty active. That's pretty active. Um, but this business of they, they want to have a commission to study some people that these are not. You know, and CNN is going ballistic on this. This is like letting 9-11 truthers derail the 9-11 commission. No, it's not. Let me hear this on um, this piece. I think it was on CNN. Of 9-11. You also heard Republicans say that if we let fear change the way we live, then the terrorists will win. Almost 20 years later, an attack on our capital has flipped the script. The forces of fear that underlie the big lie have derailed a bipartisan investigation that would normally follow national cataclysms like 9-11. And the 9-11 Commission is explicitly the model for the January 6th Commission legislation. The bills use similar structure and language. A bipartisan group of civic leaders are supposed to study the causes and make recommendations to prevent future acts of terrorism. Yes, the legislation refers to the storming of the Capitol as a domestic terrorist attack. What about last summer? They destroyed Black Lives Matter Antifa and destroyed every major city. Where's the commission on that? Following the lead of FBI Director Chris Wray, who also called it domestic terrorism. By trying to kill the bipartisan commission via filibuster, Republicans are letting the terrorists win. And the half-assed rationalizations they're using to justify it show how quickly they'll sell out to situational ethics. 
Remember, Mitch McConnell was furious after the I can't listen to this foolishness. I mean, that that is it, it's just pure nonsense. Um, pure nonsense. Oprah and Prince Harry push alternative to policing. You know, I think I like this guy better when he was unhappy in the palace. Can we give him and Meghan Markle back to the Brits? Oh, my God. Do, do we really have to keep hearing every thought he has? I mean, I'm, I've, initially I was like, you know, poor Harry and Diana. But, uh, but let's let's be honest. He's never had a job in his life. Or as Patrick Kennedy once famously said, I've never had a blanking job in my life. What are they talking about? The Cahoots team saves the city eight point. Listen, I'll tell you what this is really about. What this is really about is, and you're seeing it right now in Narragansett, by the way, and you're seeing it in Portland, Oregon, folks. What this is really about, no one explains it the way I'm going to explain it to you right now. What they're basically saying is a lot of the progressives, they accept crime and they feel you should accept crime. You should accept crime. You should accept uh, noise. You know, your quality of life should be infringed upon. They believe the only time really that you call the police is if someone's murdered. If someone is harassing, send a social worker. If someone's making noise at night, they should have to put up with it. Um, I completely disagree with that. They basically feel that shoplifting should not be you know, pursued by police. If someone steals something, it's, you, know, you should assume they needed it. If someone walks into a store and takes whatever they take, bread, soda, you should just assume they're hungry and they need it. They want to get rid of policing. That's what they need. Now, the question is, do we want to live that way? Do you want to live where someone's in your neighborhood and they're making loud noises or they're having a big party or there's music or there's fireworks? And you know what? Guess who? It's your problem. You have to deal with it. That's, who's pro- That's their mindset for this whole thing, by the way. It is. Now, before we call Maria, it's my health. This weekend, my friends um, at Surplus Provisions, they're having a big blowout sale. Body armor, chemical, te- uh, te- tactical gear, ammo, pepper spray, for everything is on sale. Surplus Provisions, and it started today, four-day Memorial Day sale. It's going on right now. Look for them on Facebook, Surplus Provisions, Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue, Cranston. They're a mile and a half from Garden City. They have it all. They have a great Facebook page, and Tanya's great. Surplus Provisions, they have everything you need. This is where when I cover a lot of the protests and the unrest, I stop there first. And again, they have body armor, tactical gear, all kinds of things. Um, they're great. And this they have a huge sale started today. Stop in and see them. People drive in from Mass and Connecticut all over. Stop in and see them. Surplus. You can mention my name. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue and Cranston. Again, you can find them on Facebook. They have a very good uh, Facebook page. All right. Let me call um, our friend Marie. And it's my health. Folks, again, I just got an email from someone. Um wants to learn more about the arson investigation. And I just implore you to visit the website, which is petro.com. We have it all mapped out there. Again, I'm the only one. I think that's significant. Someone that heard the explosion and for whatever reason, either TV is not, they're not doing the story, they're not covering the story, or I think they're just leaving things out. Uh, before I call Marie, just another reminder on the website, and folks, visit it, petro.com In the shop, by the way, we have some great merchandise in the shop. If you want to support the show, let's just say, you know what? I love the John DePietro Show, and I want to support the John DePietro Show. If you go to the website, petro.com within the shop, we now have mugs, beer pint, 
water bottle, uh, a carry, you know, if you want, like a something that you bring your, carry your coffee in. They call it a shaker, I think. We have Coinomatic shirts. We have the new 401 hats. We have the John DePietro Show shirts and sweatshirts and all kinds of merchandise in the shop. So when you buy it, you support the show and you also get a nice piece of merchandise. So it's all right there in the shop at the website, DePietro.com. And I'm going to actually send the great Jeff Gamach a, a birthday present from the shop at DePietro.com. All right, let me... Um, I want to get uh, Marie, who's so great, folks. Again, you know, shop this weekend. It sounds like it's not going to be a great weekend for the beach or anything. So why not stop by and visit some local retailers? And I tell you who some of them are. Folks, there it is joining us right now. She is known as the queen of health across the land, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It is our friend Marie. Marie, good afternoon. And I want to be the first one to wish you a very happy Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. Good afternoon and good wishes to you, too. Now, Marie... Or no weather, it'll be a nice weekend. Yes, if anything, this weather, this constitutes a perfect uh, weekend to today and tomorrow to pop by It's My Health. Now, Marie, let's roll through. If people would pop in 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, I'll bet they don't even realize some of the great local products you have. You know I'm a big fan of the Akai Berry. Absolutely. And we have local gum that's made in Greenville, Rhode Island. Wonderful gum. I'm not much of a gum chewer, but even I like that one. Um, We have some skincare brushes that are made by a local esthetician. So the Octavi, those are very, very nice. Um, We carry local honey. We also carry local maple syrup. Folks, again, we're speaking to Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, on top of that, think of this. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus bark, herbs, and teas. You know, Marie, I'll bet a lot of people would love some suggestions on uh, some nice tea that they could make some, some delicious iced tea for the summer. Absolutely. We have a raspberry green tea that is really, really yummy. And we also have hibiscus and hawthorn. And if you brew those together and make an iced tea, it kind of has a cranberry flavor to it. But really good for anybody with blood pressure issues, um, heart issues. Those That tea is yummy, really good as, a, as, as iced, but really good for you, too. Folks, I want to share with you an email I received. This is from Catherine. Uh, I just got it the other day. Dear John DePietro, I finally stopped in at It's My Health on Menden Road, and her husband has had trouble sleeping, and the woman in there um, recommended a, a product, I guess a CBD product, and he's never slept better than he has this week. So, Marie, look at that. Another happy customer that popped in, and you're so knowledgeable about some of the hemp and CBD products. Well, that's our goal, right, is anyone who comes in to try to help them sort things out and pick the right products, because sometimes there are multiple choices, and sometimes you have to try a few things before you find the right thing, but that's our, that's our job here is to help people sort through the myriad of products and to find the right one. And Marie, in this time, good to hear. in this time that people are, I mean, everyone is complaining. You go to a big box store, they can't get the workers. There's a worker shortage. There's no such thing as service. You, I always hear from happy people that Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you provide exceptional service. So you should feel very good about that. We do our best. Doreen and I try to make sure that that people feel welcome and, and feel like family when they come in. And just a helpful person who's knowledgeable. Marie, what are your hours for today and for tomorrow? Today I'll be here till 5.30, tomorrow 9 to 4. All right, folks, she is Marie. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop it and see her. Marie, great to talk to you. Keep up the good work and enjoy the Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. You as well. All right, folks. There it is. Marie from It's My Health right here on the John DePietro Show. You know, she really is terrific. Maybe you're listening right now. And again, good afternoon. Maybe you're listening and you are on Menden Road. AM 1380 or the new 99.9 FM. It's exciting. Pop in and see her. You know, shop local. 
She is knowledgeable. She also, by the way, has terrific natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. This is someone who is making it in a tough retail environment. She has made it through the pandemic. I really admire that. And folks, if we're not careful, support your local businesses, local stores, local restaurants. Why not this weekend pop into K's, say hello to everybody in there who's just terrific. By the way, good afternoon to everybody at K's. I am so overdue to see everyone in there who is uh, just terrific. But, you know, because otherwise, one of the things is when you go to certain parts of the country where they've been completely overtaken by chains and box stores and there's no... There's no character to them. There's no flavor to them. There's no local element to them. And Kay's Restaurant, I mean, Memorial Day weekend, they have the braised short ribs. They have the lobster mac and cheese. I'm looking at their Facebook page right now. Baked sea scallops, baked haddock, baked stuffed shrimp. Oh, my God. Beet salad, which I love. Little Necks Oysters, Oyster Rockefeller, Clams Casino, Outdoor Dining. We open tonight, tomorrow. Um, however, tomorrow and Sunday will be weather permitted. Have a great, safe weekend. I'm going to share that. Uh, the other weekend specials at Case with a chicken sorrento, eggplant, rollatini, baked sea scallops again. You know, thank God. Um, they are just terrific. I love Case, and uh, they do such a great job. And the food is delicious. And the people that work there are great. I am so overdue. Maybe I will pop in and see David and John at some point um, this weekend. So again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. So of course, the media, I just saw they're making a big deal that they're not doing the January 6th commission. Enough already. All right. So what? Some people were protesting. Some people that were upset over uh, what happened with the election decided, you know, all summer long, we were watching people And all this protesting and all this marching around. And you know what? It kind of seems like fun. So they got their hats and they got their flags and they went to the Capitol and they went to the speech. And they thought, you know what? This looks pretty good. Senate voted to block a bipartisan probe of the January 6th insurrection. First of all, it wasn't an insurrection and it wasn't an armed insurrection. I take exception with the whole thing. How much of this do we have to listen to? Man killed in Woonsocket motorcycle crash. Channel 12 has this story. Uh, Police are investigating a fatal motor crash Woonsocket this morning. Man in his 30s was riding on Providence Street, 715. Veered off the road, hit a stone wall. Dead at the scene. State medical examiner apparently still on the scene. So that is going on. And then um, that is exactly right. <laughs> He's funny. Look at that. Uh, Bethel certified softwash. Hilarious. He's a big fan of Juan After Dark as well. Folks, which we will, you know, we'll follow um, exactly what happens during the course of the weekend. If there's any type of uh, breaking news of any kind or or anything um, like that, if there is any type of breaking news, as you know, we're on it. And John Francis of Competition Shooting Supplies was also right when he talked about the hesitation of the local media, as many of you know, to actually um, call it a gang. Now we're supposed to just say, call it groups of people. And this same type of thing is for, they don't want to call it arson. They want to just say an unfortunate uh, accidental fire that they can't determine how it happened. And I I don't believe that. Um, As I've told you, I am telling you right now, that was arson. There's no question about it. It was arson. Maybe they don't want to, they're afraid to admit that it was. They're still investigating. One thing we know is they can't determine the cause. And what, what I find ironic about that is that's exactly what the state fire marshal who will not take any of my calls or won't return any of my calls. Every time I call, he's in a meeting. Okay. He's always in a meeting. Um, How about the fact that local TV reported on it and didn't even mention the eyewitness that heard the explosion? 
Channel 12 state this was the morning after the fire. State Fire Marshal's office arrives on the scene before investigating announced they won't be able to determine the cause. Huh. What was the headline yesterday? Investigators unable to find cause. We have a little bit of Karnak going on. Oh, I didn't realize Kreskin was looking into this whole thing. Isn't that amazing? Without even investigating, they found out they wouldn't be able to determine the cause. Look at that picture on DePetro.com I have. And when I saw it, my video was up. I'm saying, my God, it looks like a bomb went off. Well, that's because a bomb did go off. Imagine the woman that was working was like, I don't know, suddenly it sounded like thunder. <laughs> yeah, that's what an explosion sounds like. You know, I can actually remember being in Edgewood when there used to be a place called uh, Siba Geigy. I remember hearing, we heard when Siba Geigy blew up. They had an explosion at Siba Geigy in Edgewood. I guess someone may have said, I think I heard thunder, because it did sound like thunder, but it wasn't thunder. You know what it was? Sibagaygi, a chemical plant behind Miami Diner. Sibagaygi blew up. I don't think they ever opened again after that. Used to be a Little League team, Sibagaygi. And they had a massive explosion where some people said, hey, that sounded like thunder. Well, it wasn't. So this woman who was working, now notice, though, the fire investigators, they don't even say to her. Um, they don't even say that, well, are you sure? Because there was no thunder. There was no thunder and lightning, so it was something else. Did it sound like a boom? Did it sound like a crash? Did it sound like an explosion of some kind? Um. It's just, you know, where is this? I think they need a more thorough investigation. I'm, by the way, obviously going to be pushing for, I believe, that the FBI needs to be involved with this. I mean, in my mind, it's a no-brainer. And I know they're saying, well, the speaker doesn't think that, well, you know, that that's, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Um, that's not what he said. I'm looking at some other headlines here. Central Falls announces new nonviolence outreach specialists. What do you think that means? I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that the Nonviolence Institute suddenly was just given $500,000. So suddenly, wow, new nonviolence program in Central Falls, a nonviolence Specialist. Well, this business of the Nonviolence Institute, if they want to take it on, then they have to guarantee that there's not going to be any any violence. Otherwise, what is the point? Folks, I also just want to point something out. I'm looking at a headline. After a long battle, the Nursing Home Staffing Quality Care Act becomes law. Do you know what this really is? This is a win for the unions. This is a terrible defeat. Terrible defeat for those that have nursing homes. And guess what's going to happen with the care? It's going to go down and the price is going to go up because this is now the minimum staffing. The minimum staffing and the number of hours. This is where this is their chance to manipulate the system. Such as, let's just say right now, hear me out, it's 154. Let's just say you have three people that work in a nursing home. And all three do different parts of their job. Well, that doesn't work for the union that will now really be running the nursing homes. Because what they say is, no, no, no. You can't have three interchangeable workers. Each one of those workers are now a specialist in a certain area. So you have person one, person two, person three. Now, when person one calls out sick, you can't call person two. No, 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 no. You have to call someone who's also a specialist from the group of group one. So you now have three groups. So if having a pool of workers, 
You now have group one, group two, group three. The only thing you can do if someone calls out sick is you have to call someone from group one. And that person obviously is going to get time and a half. And then if someone else comes in to do that work, then they get even extra pay. And if someone from group two calls out sick, you say, all right, well, we're going to go with groups one and three. Wrongo. Nope. You have to call. You have to have it staffed. Minimum staffing levels. The price goes through the roof. Does this mean it's better care? No, it's the same people. It just means the operating cost is about to go up dramatically. That's really what it means, right? I mean, that's, I'm just telling you that's what it really means. So they can try to dance around that it means different types of things. But what this truly means is the cost is going to increase substantially. Folks, right now it's 156 on this Friday. And I want to remind you that if you have an appliance that's dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs at all makes and models of appliances. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401 710 7096, whether it's a washer or a dryer, dishwasher, stove, microwave, garbage disposal. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. We had a problem with our dryer. I admit that freely. Suddenly, I called Ryan, 401-710-7096, also on Facebook. And about two hours later truck van appeared in my driveway what did it say on the side if your appliance is dying just call ryan 401-710-796 fix the dryer 10 minutes needed a new belt then the oven wouldn't heat up did i try to fix it no did i get a new one no i called ryan's appliance repair 401-710-796 this is who people call and he'll fix it Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor, and senior citizens' discounts are available. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Now, folks, Monday, I will be observing the Memorial Day holiday. We'll be back Tuesday at 11 o'clock. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of me, please go to the website, petro.com. That's the easiest way. You can uh, help me out. If you ever miss a portion of the show, just go into Radio Show, and we have it there in uh, library fashion, as I like to describe it. So it's all laid out by date and ideally by the type of program, if you remember who it is, the guest that you want to listen to. And remember, at the website, uh, we have unique uh, original stories and content. We have links to all the social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, or YouTube. And then you can also go inside the shop and get some original, again, merchandise. So, folks, it's one fifty-nine. What's going to happen is we're going to have the, the uh, 2 o'clock news, and then the John Dion program is going to come your way. Once again, I want to wish a very happy birthday to the great Jeff Kermach. Hope he has a, a great Memorial Day weekend. Folks, I hope you do, too. Get out. The weather's not going to be great, but a good weekend to get organized. And uh, do some local shopping, support some of your local businesses, and remember what Monday is really all about, which is Memorial Day. So have a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. Remember, if there's breaking news, you can count on me at Facebook Live, John DePietro Show. Stay tuned. It's going to be the 2 o'clock news at WNRI Socket.